You're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. You'll hear from PropTech founders, investors, and industry veterans on how they're using tech to change the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. This isn't just another podcast about making money in real estate. This is about how we live. In each episode, you'll hear about the market opportunities and trends driving the industry forward. TechNest is proudly produced by Finn Ledger in partnership with HW Media. And now your host, Nate Smoyer. Welcome back to another episode of the TechNest podcast. It's been a minute since I've been on the mic and out on the airwaves. And so I'm really glad to be back here. And what better way to bring the show back than with a special guest, I would say co-host on at least this episode here, Clayton Collins. Clayton, welcome to the show. That's an honor, man. Co-host? That is like... This, this would be the first episode with a co-host. It feels so warm. I'm excited to be here. Now I'm even more excited. <laughs> Well, we've got some uh, we got some some good stuff here. Before I get, before we get into the good stuff, uh, please go ahead introduce yourself. Let everyone know who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Nate. Excited to be here on the the relaunch. Are we call this the the relaunch of Technos. This is the relaunch. And, uh, this is the relaunch, and I get to co-host. Well, everybody, my name is Clayton Collins. I'm the CEO at HW Media, where I have the privilege of publishing Housing Wire and FinLedger, Reverse Mortgage Daily, and Real Trends. We are a media company focused exclusively on real estate and housing, and I really have the the pleasure of getting to lead corporate strategy, but also jump in on really cool content like this. Thanks for having me, Nate. All right. So here's the curveball. First, before I even get into the news and genuinely curveball, because I haven't told Clayton I was going to do this, but this is on the spot. I have to give a little bit of backstory here. Clayton and I first met because of a cold email. So for those of you listening right now who are afraid to send that cold email, stop being afraid, write a really good cold email, and then send it. I think I sent Clayton an email with a subject line and I'm going to screw the subject line up because I don't remember the exact dollar amount, but it was something like, are you missing $156,000? And I'm pretty sure like it had to be the specificity of that number that made you open it. And then I actually had good rationale as to why I thought you were missing that money in the email. I think we were on the phone like that day or the next day. That is a true story. And I think that we're like going all the way back to like 2017 here, aren't we? 2017, 2018, yeah. 2018. I think it was 2018. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Uh, when I, when I retired from being a real estate agent and I was in full recovery and, uh, went back to my roots in digital. Dude, I hate to like harp on this, but I don't think you ever found me my 156 K. That's very true. I well, we I didn't. I wasn't sure if you were missing. That's why I was asking. Okay, uh, but maybe we found you more, and we'll find we'll find more of that. Um, okay, sounds good. Well, anyway, well, the awkward moment there. Let, let, let's get to the good news here. Here's the good news. Uh, I'll get right to it. Uh, TechNest is partnering with Finledger and HW Media uh, moving forward, and I couldn't be more stoked about this. Um, I know Clayton's pumped about it, but I think I'm even more stoked about it, even though I think I, I put the veil on of like, a, yeah, that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> but here's what this means. Uh, first off, this means a renewed focus in the TechNest podcast. I mean, I've talked to a lot of PropTech founders and people who recently started in the last six months, a year, investors, and, the, and I've heard the feedback. 
you should do the show again. You should bring it back. There's a lot of learnings that came out of it, a lot of benefit. And of course, if you look at a lot of the past guests, I'm not saying because they were on the show, they went on to raise a lot of money, but more than a billion dollars cumulatively from all the previous guests has been raised. There's been multiple exits, including the company that I work at, Avail, exited. And so I think there's a lot of benefit that comes from the show. Uh, we're going to be adding more to the website, better improved production, better improved distribution of the show. Um, it opens up the opportunity for new formats, which I'll, I'll discuss a little bit here in a, a little bit. Uh, I want to get Clayton's side of this, though. I mean, maybe you can share a little bit about you know what this means on the uh, HW Media side. Why partner with TechNest? Yeah, so you know I've been bouncing this idea around for a little while now and in Twitter DMs. A lot, a lot happens in the Twitter DMs, um, but uh, we're, we're bringing it to real life. So what this means at HW Media, and is, is kind of a, a, a pivotal moment both for TechNest and for HW's brand, FinLedger. So we, in partnering with TechNest, we are simultaneously focusing FinLedger exclusively in on the prop tech vertical. So we launched FinLedger about a year and a half ago, covering the whole FinTech landscape, bank tech, insure tech, prop tech, and, and payments were our, our four core verticals. And what we're doing is saying, hey, at HW Media, we're focused on real estate and housing, our, our networker expertise, our relationships in the prop prop tech side are just better than any other part of the fintech ecosystem. So let's double down on that strength, partner with Nate, bring TechNest in as kind of the, the exclusive, the, the only podcast that we're producing through FinLedger and put all of our eggs in this basket of supporting the prop tech ecosystem. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's really exciting to me. I think it's going to be a huge benefit to our guests too. I mean, as we continue to build out this community that we we have and we're all part of, you know, there's lots of, you know, almost network effects, if you will, uh, to guests who come on the show and to business relationships and opportunities that will get opened up from, you know, being part of the show. Yeah, I mean, your your guest history is just amazing. That's one of the exciting parts for us. We think those relationships will will carry through to FinLedger and our FinLedger reporters and editors. We'll be able to build relationships with the guests that come on the show and kind of have a, have a flywheel effect of news coverage and analysis and perspective that we're doing in, in text format on FinLedger.com and in our daily newsletter, um, helping bring some of that knowledge over to TechNest, taking some of the guests from TechNest and bringing them to FinLedger. So we, we see this perfect flywheel. You've had just an amazing history of 80 plus guests over the last several years from Rob Chestnut at Airbnb, Zach Aarons at, at Metaprop, um, Packy McCormick when he was still in the, on the breather side before he launched Not Boring, David Anderson at Lion Desk. I mean, the list just goes on and on about re of, of really great leaders at, at large tech companies, um, kind of seed stage prop techs, just a, just a really diverse group. And uh, that's exactly the type of people, type of companies that we need to spotlight. We need to bring that expertise to the to the forefront of the market with, with FinLedger. So that's what I want to do here and support it and maybe can get a little extra distribution through, through Housing Wire and the big audience that we have there. So we, we see this kind of great ecosystem coming together uh, of, of real estate, mortgage, housing, information, whether we tell those stories via podcast or through written word journalism or events or webinars, like we, we want the kind of the, the full cycle to keep the audience informed. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. One thing I'm, I'm most excited about on this as well is trying out a, a few different formats, you know, really previously you did, 
you know, just bring the founder on and we would do a deep dive into the business and really 35, 45 minutes on interviewing about that business, about their startup and what they're working on. And, you know, sometimes we missed a little bit more on on the macro discussion of industry trends. And I've had this idea for some time and we already have one recorded. I'm very excited about it coming up and taking more of an industry topic approach and bringing in the tech founder, bring in an industry veteran or practitioner, and then talking about those issues and getting the boots on the ground uh, approach and perspective, but also getting you know, if you will, the transformative, the, you know, the digital, the next wave uh, approach. And it's already, I've seen it, it opens up some really interesting angles to conversation. Obviously, there's different perspectives on some things. And, but it's, I think that's going to be a really fun, exciting piece. Of course, we're still going to do uh, one-on-ones with founders, with uh, investors and, and industry experts, uh, in, in, you know, as we, as we move forward. Um, and then, of course, that you know, we've had a really good uh, streak of finding early stage startups. I think we had one. I can't remember who it was, but it was like a week after they incorporated their LLC. And we've had multiple on here, like they're pre-revenue, they're very early, and that's where you get some of the the most daring ideas. That's where you get some of the most. We're brazen to say we're going to discontinue, we're going to take out this, we're going to change that. Uh, and we're going to continue going with that as well as the established startups, those that are in that series B, C, D, however many they want to go to until they SPAC or exit, uh, you know, through acquisition or something along those lines. So really excited for the the standard, uh, you know, formats we have. And then last but not least is a little bit of faceless. Now, you might notice a new website. I think the website looks much better. Uh, we've got a better graphics coming out. So I think our guests are going to appreciate that. Uh, they'll have uh, better visuals and uh, creative assets for for their use, and who knows? Uh, there's probably some more stuff in there, but that I think that's that covers a lot of the improvements coming. I didn't even mention it to you yet, but last night we were going through some some new soundtrack ideas. I found this one song called "Diamonds on My Wrist." It's got a really good like 808 like hard beat to it. I saw I it on Twitter. I saw you tweet it. I think it's perfect, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to test it out. We'll see how it fits. I, I, I'd go for that. Diamonds <laughs> on my wrist. I, I, I don't have, I've got an oversized it's, Garmin on my wrist. A $156,000 diamond uh, is what we, we need on the wrist. That's, that's how you're going to find me my 156K, right? That, that's true. You know, my, my, um, I used to have, this is a real story real quick. Uh, I had a life goal of, of Monado watch. A Movado watch, excuse me. And um, I, it's on my spreadsheet. I have a life goals spreadsheet and it time tracks where I want to get to those goals. And Movado watch is on there. And it's, uh, it's been replaced by this rugged, not even crystal screen uh, Garmin. As long as this thing tracks my, my run steps, uh, I'm going to take this all day over the Movado. I've transitioned. So I'll, I'll give you extra diamonds. You can have mine. Yeah, I was gonna say with the with with your lifestyle, um, I think the the fitness tracker, the Garmin, is probably a little <laughs> yeah. more well, appropriate. Yeah, now so life. now's the time. I actually uh, I'm not used to this. I'm gonna turn over the script, Clayton. I think Clayton's got a few questions. He's gonna put me on the spot for a little bit. Uh, this is also an episode first. Yeah, this I guess this is why That's I get the uh, the co-host credit, right? 
All right, awesome. So I get the co-host here. I'm gonna Nate. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, you get to tell us kind of the the origin story of TechNest. How did you have the idea? Because we're gonna this this podcast is gonna get out in front of the the TechNest audience that knows you well, but also some of the the FinLedger and HousingWire audience members who don't don't know you yet. So tell us about the origin story. So this is gonna be challenging, right? Uh, it, this is just like any person who's ever gone fishing. It was when you brought it in the boat, it's three inches. By the time you got home, it was a foot long. And 10 years from now, that fish was damn near six feet and it weighed 5,000 pounds, right? Um, I'll do my best to recount it as accurate as I've reshaped it. But uh, I've been in and around real estate uh, since I was a kid. When I was 14, I started to put in hardwood floors. I worked in Pulte and Toll Brother Homes. And I was working in new construction back when they were $200,000 for a 2,500 square foot home. And um, it kind of, that was the first bit. And I've gone through this weird journey of, I worked in new construction. I worked for track home builders. I did my own contracting bid, you know, businesses. And uh, I always wanted to get into real estate, but I always had people around me. I didn't have that the right influence. You know, everyone I said, don't be a realtor. It's a bad thing. Don't do this. Real estate crashes, Right. It wasn't really until I ended up buying a house, you know, years, years later, way too many years later, should have bought sooner. And I went through the process and I, I must have turned through like eight realtors. I don't even know how many, because none of them told me that you shouldn't be talking to other realtors when you're working with one realtor. No one told me. I never had that, that help. So, and then to make matters worse, I found a house on Craigslist. It was for sale by owner. I went by myself, I made the offer by myself, and I called the agent and said, hey, I just put in an offer, I don't need your help anymore. I feel bad about that now, almost, because he's, again, he didn't tell me that's not how it works. When I went through that, I, I, I just hit all these moments of friction that just didn't make any sense. And then when I uh, moved in to the house, and it already came with two roommates, <laughs> hi, I'm your landlord, I am also the new landlord, uh, you know, your roommate, rent's going up. Um, you know, and then I had to find a third to fill the fourth bedroom because I was house hacking. I, I went through how to screen tenants. And I found websites like I didn't I knew I wouldn't trust putting my information into, and it was just confusing. And I was like, why is this so hard? Why does this feel so old? And that was only 2015. And that's what really started it. And I started going down these paths and I eventually became a realtor. Uh, I was terrible at it. I don't understand how to sell people homes, right? Uh, if, if there wasn't a cap rate uh, in the listing, I, I didn't get it. Um, and I still don't. I'm not really sure how people do this kind of thing. I'm, I'm not for the residential buyer. And uh, my wife and I ended up moving out of that area and out of state. And I didn't want to go through the hell of starting up as an agent again. Uh, those first six, seven months sucked. So I went back to my roots, which is marketing. Uh, I'm really good at digital marketing. That's what I do, uh, especially with paid media. And I discovered PropTech. Now, hats off to Open Door and WeWork. They were the ones leading all these headlines of raising all this tons of money. Don't be a dummy. You start a business, where's the money? And that's that's what I went for. And I found there was no agencies in PropTech. There was no agency saying, hey, we exclusively work with early stage PropTech companies. So uh, I just did my diligence studying the market and uh, determined that creating a podcast was a great way to introduce myself to the community, but also deliver value. I can articulate it a lot better now uh, due to you know, product-led uh, growth you know, literature out there, but the idea of delivering value before asking for the sale 
is a really effective way of building a business. And so that's what the podcast did initially. And so we would bring guests on the show that I thought I wanted to work with. And here, what I was doing was building something much bigger. And really, uh, uh, the way I coin it now is relational equity within PropTech and really providing a lot of value, not just to those who come on the show, but those in the broader community. So that's kind of the initial idea of where it all stems from. Uh, sorry, I had to give you my life story. It's all connected. Yeah. It's okay. So, so you kind of danced around, talk, talked about like your early interactions with real estate and uh, and not knowing you should only work with one realtor. So that kind of reminded me of a question that I saw Dustin Brome ask last week. D- Dustin uh, hosts the Massive Agent podcast, and he asked this question that seemed like it got a lot of engagement. So Nate, do you think a real estate agent or I guess this could be a loan originator too. A real estate agent should personally buy and sell a house before they're really prepared to do it for clients. Um, probably. I say probably because a really good salesperson. If I if I if I'm going to boil down what the job is of selling homes. I, I, I don't know. I know some people do like, I'm, I guide people to their dreams and they come up with these very lofty ways. It's a sales job. You're selling things. I sold paint and I'd never painted a room. Um, I, I needed to understand the pain points of my customer and take time listening and talking to them to understand what, understand what they need and then guide them through the process. Um, can I be a lawyer and guide a client through suing someone without ever actively personally sued someone? Absolutely. And so I, I think I think you can. Um, however, I think you're gonna be much better once you go through it and you feel you feel the pain and the, it, along the way. And it's even better if you go through that before you have the lens of being an agent. It's much better because it will be so much more raw from that perspective. But that's my take. There's there's lots of successful people out there that have become agents without uh, 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 buying a house first and, and they've done well, so. So I thought it was an interesting question, not only because we cover real estate, because I, but like when I acquired Housing Wire in 2016, a mortgage focused media company, I had never had a mortgage before. That was, I was living in New York City, was in apartments, so I'm like here operating this, this, this mortgage media company, hadn't personally not been through an underwriting process and bought a house yet quickly corrected that and bought a house a few months later. But at that, that initial stage, kind of felt, felt a little uneasy. Like, hey, am I a fraud here talking about mortgages? I've been through it myself, but, but figured it here's out. A, here's a true story. Uh, maybe the second or third real estate client were on a walk through their house. I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but I did it and as, you know, I'll share it. Uh, the guy asks uh, myself and then who I was learning from in our office, uh, how long you guys been in the business? guy I'm with says, oh, I've been doing this for about seven years. And the guy looks at me, how about you? I said, man, it feels like forever. <laughs> it had been about three weeks and it genuinely felt like forever. <laughs> but I, I knew I had to be ready to, for that. Someone's going to ask me, uh, you know, how many homes bought and sold? And I, I didn't have a good answer for that one, but the, how long you've been doing this? I had an answer for that one. All right. So I'm going to, I got one kind of quiz question for you. And then one question that kind of might put you on the spot. Cool. So, so first, who was the first TechNest guest? Who was the first person you interviewed on the show? <laughs> uh, Rent and Hoop um, was the uh, first published episode. Okay. The first interview, Jeffrey Kranz from Overthink Group, not a prop tech company. Uh, Overthink Group is a content 
media agency that uh, I knew very well. And what we did was we did a, a deep dive analysis of Opendoor and how they were winning on content. Okay, cool. All right. And what's been your favorite episode to record so far? Like what's the, the best one you've done, the one you enjoyed the most? It doesn't have to be the top performing, but it's like the one you enjoyed the most. Uh, I've really enjoyed interview with Rich Sarkis from Reonomy. Um I really enjoyed uh, talking with uh, Erina and Anna Lee from Remarkably. Uh, of course, I got to shout out Proppy. That uh, with uh, Natalia was a really great episode. Um, I've had Janine Yorio on the show twice uh, when she was running Compound, which was then acquired by Republic. And she now leads all of their uh, metaverse, NFT, crypto, real estate uh, funds and opportunities at Republic. So those are some of the ones that, that jump out at me pretty quickly. But I mean, I, of course, I've, I love everyone. Everyone, though? I mean, you, not, you haven't had a bad episode? Any, any you just like put in the can and said, hey, we're not publishing this? Yeah, uh, that, that has happened. Um, there's one where um, they asked me to make edits and to uh, it changed the content too much. And quite frankly, you know, we keep this very conversational and there's nothing to hide. And if it's something that's like going to be where it's like against an agreement, totally uh, fine with that. But, uh, I, you know, you, you got to have some backbone to your show and uh, they weren't willing to stand behind their own words. And yeah, cool. We're not going to publish. Love it. So we got, we got some editorial integrity here in, uh, in Tech Nest. Love it, Nate. All right, man. So what are you looking forward to as we, uh, as we move forward with the relaunch of Tech Nest? Well, the, the support has been exciting and uh, uh, the, a lot of the founders I've already spoken with to come on the show, the number of shows that we already have recorded at this point and ready to air. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really excited for that. You know, I have a, we, we just moved into a new house, so I have a new recording area in the house, at, which is just a room. It's nothing fancy. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just excited to get to work. Um, I've got a lot of time blocked out. And uh, while we have a, a full schedule to produce new episodes every week, I have a handful of ideas of other fun segments that I might just start dropping some other content uh, throughout the week. I'm not saying it for sure, but I, I, you know, there's some ideas when I get it, you know, when I start itching, uh, like when I text you at like 9.30, 10 o'clock of, hey, I was feeling froggy. What do you think of the new intro? Um, stuff like that happens. And uh, I'm excited to start producing you. Love it. We are, uh, we're iterative over here. We can, we can adjust, uh, handle some curveballs. Good stuff. Well, let's, uh, what do you say we jump into the, the, the final uh, segment? I'm going to let you lead this one since I always lead it uh, and you get to handle it. Oh, are we, are we jumping into for the future? We're, we're pulling that one through. Let's, let's do it. Okay. All right. I get to continue my, my co-hosting honor here. All right, Nate. So what does TechNest and FinLedger look like one year from now? What are you most excited about? What does what, what this like combination look like as, as we kind of like get our wheels underneath us 52 weeks out? What does this partnership look like to you? I'm really excited for expanding the, the reach and the network of um, that Technus has already established. And uh, I think that it, it becomes a go-to resource for wanting to know what's really coming out in PropTech who's doing what, uh, as well as a source for connections. Uh, I'm, I really enjoy helping founders think through some of their, their new hires, especially on the marketing side, 
because uh, that's where I, I sit and enjoy, you know, talking through, but also, you know, helping them if they need introductions uh, and that sort of thing and, and establishing TechNest as that place. You go to TechNest for the benefits of that, but uh, also uncovering the stories uh, and the ideas that come out. Some of the founders that come on the show have such unique stories that brought them to their position. You have to think about it. Like, you know, how do you get to the position where you understood the need for transformation, you know, transformational type technology and you understand the real estate side? There's not a natural path always to that. And so some of those stories that come out of that, I'm really excited to uh, to hear them. So will be the place that you go to in finding those. Love it. Yeah. And my ambitions are, are aligned perfectly with that. Like the, the hope is to, to make Finledger and TechNest the, the hub of, of information and community for the, for the prop tech world. And, uh, and while we're at it, like, let's make an effort to kind of redefine and, and define what, what prop tech is and, uh, and do, and do it our way and make it focused across the whole housing landscape and residential real estate and, and mortgage and multifamily and we'll bridge over to commercial and just really look at all the ways that technology is improving real estate for the better, making it a more efficient asset class, a better place for folks to, to work and live. And, uh, couldn't be more excited about what we do to do together here. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to continue forward. Nate, what is one prop tech startup that you think will break out this year? All right. I've gone back and forth on this many different guesses and it's obviously a totally guess. I think, I think in breakout, you can define it however you want. I'm going to define it as general awareness, uh, and adoption. I'm going to call out Chunker. Chunker. Okay. Tell me about Chunker. I don't know. I don't know Chunker. Yeah, that's why that's why you're here. Uh, Airbnb yeah. of industrial warehousing. You'll hear about Chunker and what they're doing. We got Brad Wright, the co-founder, and uh, Peter Lewis from Wharton Equity Partners. Uh, they're going to have a episode dropping here soon, and you'll hear about uh, their businesses in the industrial warehousing space. But I like Chunker. I love the brand name. I love the the marketing, but also love the service. Um, getting industrial warehousing for small to medium-sized cat businesses when they need it is hard without having to sign long-term complicated lease agreements, and they make it possible. Nice. Speaking of industrial real estate, do you follow Chris Powers, uh, Fort Worth Chris, on, on Twitter? Absolutely. Chris would be a, a great. <laughs> he should charge me for that, but he doesn't. We should we should get Chris on the show. He would be a he'd be a great guest. I agree. All right. So uh, for me. A prop tech startup, I think, will break out. I'm gonna actually point at a category. I think what's changing a ton right now is, is valuation in, in residential real estate. So, kind of looking at the appraisal space, there's gonna be a few tech-enabled businesses that I think really change the way that appraisals are done, are done in residential real estate transactions. So, uh, I have a very yeah. close lens on that. Um, there's been some changes in the past year, uh, a lot making desktop appraisals, which were, were kind of a like a pandemic era exception process, a more more permanent part of residential real estate. And uh, I think we're in early innings of what appraisal looks like for the long term. So that's what I'm watching. Yeah, we had Keenan Chen from Clear yep. Capital on the show previously. And so they, they obviously providing a lot of that technology, making that possible. They were way, way ahead of the curve, though. I think that they had a few announcements this week. So yeah, it might, it might be time for a refresh with Keenan. Yep. Agreed. Okay. One industry trend that you think will continue, uh, but you kind of wish would go away. Earnest money checks uh, as cashier checks. 
and uh, consumers sending wire transfers totally unassisted, unadvised, uninformed. Uh, the, I, th- those things are going to continue, and, but I wish all that would go away. All right. I think for me, what will continue, but I wish would go away is talk about fintech and prop tech purely aiming for industry disruption versus like industry partnership and more efficiency. It seems like Mm -hmm. that might actually be changing. Like we are seeing more players come to market, seeing how they can actually help existing real estate players or existing financial institutions be, be more impactful and more efficient and like find market share that way. But uh, it it still seems like there's a few more players out there that think they're going to disrupt the thousand pound gorilla, but end up working for the thousand pound gorilla. I agree. Yeah, it's absolutely true. <laughs> or 10,000 pound gorilla. I guess a thousand. Is that, is that the right saying? I don't even remember. All right. I'll jump forward. I don't know. Okay. So what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of tech advances? All right. This one I had, I, I ask this one all the time and I love watching other people squirm on this one. And I even had the, you know, advanced notice to prepare for this. And I struggle on breaking it down. Um, But I think that one thing will dramatically change. I think we will continue to see a rise in cash buyers. And it's not because everyone has the cash. It's the power buyer. Um, And uh, I've alluded to this as like kind of going to be this theme that I talk on a lot is speed to the deal. And is this good for the consumer? And honestly, I don't know at this stage if enough people are asking that. And if it's even relevant enough, the level of fear of missing out is so high. The ability to buy and need to pull the trigger fast is so uh, intense. And if you can get cash on your side for making an offer, it will go a long way. We missed out on two different properties in the middle of October in South Dakota (laughs) to cash buyers. I got. I want to reiterate this. In a cold weather climate, in the cold weather time, we lost to cash buyers, and it wasn't because our offer was less. It was just that it said cash, and power buyers offer that unique advantage to the buyer. You know, as far as consumers' eyes might uh, it go, it cash makes it work. And if there's a small price to pay to say it's an all cash offer. I, I think that that's I think that's going to change how offers are made. It changes the ability of buyers to come to the table and compete against others. Love it. Okay, so for me, I actually tweeted about this uh, last week uh, when this episode goes live. Um, so one thing I think will dramatically change or fade away, uh, and this is kind of more like in lending and financial institutions, is businesses expecting consumers to mend or or like mold into the way they want to do things versus the way consumers want to do things. So what I tweeted about is I went into a Chase Mm. branch and I wanted to open a business account and they told me (laughs) business banker's not here. She'll be in on Monday. So this, this is on, this is on Wednesday. So, okay. Okay. So I'm going to wait five days and I'm talking to the branch manager. I'm like, well, like, can't you open it for me? Or is there someone else here? And she's like, no, we, I don't open business accounts, but can I open a consumer account for No, you can't open a consumer account for me. That's not what I'm here for. And um, <laughs> so I set an appointment and then I was like, screw this. And I went online and I opened an account last night with a, with a FinTech focused, like all digital bank. 
took me 15 minutes. I'm already funded and I have a virtual debit card. I'm ready to rock. So sorry, Chase. Sorry, oh. financial institutions that uh, want consumers to kind of mold into the way you want things done. Technology is changing that. So like existing players, like you, you got to be able to meet the consumer the way they want to do things because um, the next generation is not going to not going to wait around. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. So the last three, I think we can kind of speed around this one. So Nate, what are you reading? Uh, bird by Bird, some instructions on writing in life. Been really absorbing and taking in uh, tips on writing better. Any good? Like it? Oh, it's phenomenal. There's a, a, a fascinating uh, visual in here of inch by inch to think about when you write. Uh, but inch, uh, inch by inch as in like a frame. And when you look at a topic and pinpointing on that, just that inch by inch frame and focusing on that to produce larger or more exhaustive pieces. Awesome. I'll have to check that one out. Okay. Who are you learning from? I learned from my team at work. Uh, and I learned from every guest on the show, honestly. Uh, I have some of the best education in the world that you can't buy. And thank, I want to thank every guest who's come on the show that had paid for that education and then distilled it for me. Perfect. And what inspires you? Um, man, I, I have a handful of heroes, and I got to be careful when I talk about them because I get emotional. But Mickey Minnick, it's the greatest man you've never met, works for free. He subsidizes his life through his real estate portfolio that he owns outright, uh, and he helps families fighting cancer. Good stuff. Cool. Well, we're gonna. Uh, well, I, I, I think we're gonna lead to the closing of the show here and give everyone the next steps. Uh, this has been great. Uh, first experiment with co-hosts. We are going to be back to us a uh, regularly scheduled programming uh, starting the following week. You can expect new episodes dropping on a weekly basis. First off, of course. Go like and subscribe. Uh, best places to do that. You can subscribe to both the TechNest newsletter as well as the FinLedger newsletter, technest.io, finledger.com slash newsletter. So get you right to it. That way you get every episode delivered to your inbox on a weekly basis. I'm not promising, but hey, you know, there might be some surprises and goodies that come along in those emails as we go along. Of course, go to your favorite podcast store and subscribe. When you subscribe to the podcast in the podcast store, it actually helps with our ratings and our rankings in the store, making it more visible to others. And while you're there, please leave a rating review, even if you hate it. If you hate, if anyone writes a hate review, here's my promise. I'll read it on the next episode. I'll read what you had to say about why the show was terrible. Uh, and, and if you want, we'll give you a shout out uh, as long as your name is a you know, PG. Uh, and then of course, if you want to be on the show or you want to suggest a guest, maybe you're a PR agent, maybe you uh, work at a company and you want to bring your, you think your CEO would be a phenomenal fit to talk about your early stage prop tech company. Maybe you're leaving later stage and go to technest.io and you can go to the contact form and just fill out an inquiry. All that goes directly to my personal inbox. Of course, my email is not hard to find, so be creative. Um, and of course, follow technest and Finledger on social medias. Uh, we're on the Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I think you guys are ew, Twitter is really where it's at. Yeah. If you want to get us, I'm at Nate Smoyer. Clayton, your handle is Clayton A. Collins. Got the whole thing in there. Boom. Uh, <laughs> get us on Twitter. We're easy to get to. Um, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Clayton, thanks for uh, co-hosting here, and I'm super appreciative of Finledger and HW Media, and excited uh, to do this. Let's do this together, Nate. Excited to partner. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Cheers.
Well, thanks for listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. You can always get future episodes delivered to you directly by subscribing to the podcast in your favorite app store. You can also join the newsletter. Head over to technest.io or finledger.com slash newsletters to get all future episodes, updates, and more sent to you right into your inbox. Last but not least, we appreciate your support. Please go ahead and give us a rating and review in your app store. This helps others discover the podcast and know that it's a great, worthy listen. We'll see you next week.